the creation of a new information operations technical training school. Air Force Basic Military Training has an updated curriculum with a new focus on readiness and lethality. The first command, the Air Force starts here. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome in to this edition of the Air Force Starts Here. Thanks for the subscribe, stream, or download, however you might be listening in today. We certainly appreciate it. I'm Dan Hawkins from the AETC Public Affairs Team and your host for this professional development podcast dedicated to bringing total force, big A airmen, insight, tips, tricks, and lessons learned from the recruiting, training, and education world. On the pod today, we're diving right into the launch of my training. This initiative ties directly to getting after Air Force Chief of Staff General Charles Q. Brown Jr.'s Action Order Airman and AETC priority of advancing force development by delivering a modern solution to a problem set that, frankly, has existed for a long time. It's no secret the old way of tracking learning is obsolete and really had to be modernized to accelerate the change we need to keep pace with demand and today's fast-paced virtual learning world. Tracking a lifetime of training and career progression, my training, powered by my learning, now provides a one-stop shop to record all learning, whether it occurs in a specialized training or education program, on the job or off-duty, or even training with another military service. Lieutenant Gabby Gocho from our AETC PA team recently sat down with Mr. Floyd McKinney, Chief of the AETC Learning Services Division in our A3, as well as Mr. Demetrius Stewart, the My Training Program Manager. It was a great conversation as both Mr. McKinney and Stu talk about how and why My Training is going to impact Airmen, how the system works the timeline for implementation, how the program fits inside of my learning, and a whole lot more. And just on a side note, I had the opportunity to listen a few weeks ago to Mr. McKinney during a brief where he talked about how the success of my training was born out of failure, and that failure was really the launch of the first edition of Tifter. And the My Training team makes no bones about that fact. And now the successful launch of My Learning and the inclusion of My Training inside of it with that application within the system are really revolutionizing warfighter training by providing unprecedented access to immersive state-of-the-art airman-centered training. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Let's get after it. This edition of the Air Force Starts Here launches right now. All right, Mr. McKinney, it's so great to have you and Mr. Stewart uh, here talking about my training, why it matters to our total force airmen and guardians, and how we can really leverage this modernized transition from the training business area on, onto mine training. And so maybe you can give us a big picture overview. What is it that we can expect? What are we looking at? Um, and, and why does it matter? My training is, is really, a, I would say, an evolutionary transition for us. The initial requirement really started in 2016. And in 2018, it was given to AETC as, as a go-do. And throughout the, the past three or four years, the command has had uh, put a lot of work at trying to get at this challenge. We've had some failures that, that set us back. But we believe that when we roll out my training, uh, it will be the first enterprise OJT and upgrade skills management platform for the Air Force. And like you said, we are combining not just the training business area, 
which is primarily used by uh, our A4 and community. But we also are bringing in uh, those former Air Force training record users. And that platform was managed uh, previously by uh, our civil engineering community. Uh, and, and then all of those airmen that are out there using pencil and paper today to track their OJT and their upgrade training. So we believe that when we roll my training out um, at, at the enterprise layer, uh, meaning it, it doesn't matter where you are, you are going to be able to ac access your record real time. We believe that's gonna be a game changer for, for our folks. Not to mention some of the other capabilities that I'm really excited uh, to talk about as we really get into this. Definitely sounds like this has been an evolutionary effort a lot of lessons learned, a lot of collaboration to, to make this a platform that, that it was meant to be. So given all these modernized features that we've been hearing about, how do you think this is going to change the way that we, we think about advancing force development and looking at how we move forward in each of our own career paths? How do you see that evolving? You know, one of the things I think uh, folks will, will immediately see uh, is, is something that they didn't have access to previously. And, and that is the ability, one, not just to build these, these, these master training plans using their own uh, career field CFETP, but to also be able to pull from across other career fields. And, and that is getting at the heart of what the chief talks about when he said that we have to have the ability to track those universal skill sets that all airmen uh, need, regardless of their AFSC. And so that feature alone, I think, is going to be really, really huge because uh, I think today we have close to 300 um, career field education and training plans and, and JQSs uh, in the system to include locally developed training plans. And where in the past, only that local training manager had access to that plan. Now, everyone will have access to those plans. And that means that, um, we can take the best of the best when it, when it comes to um, uh, designing, you know, educational pathways for airmen. Now let's combine that with the power of my learning. And now having all of your, or at least much of your training around ancillary training on the my learning platform. So now when, when our airmen go and take and consume the content and complete that training, everything is captured in one platform, no longer requiring them to, to go to a different platform to record that training. So when, we, when you pull all of this together and the power of these two platforms together, I believe it will allow us to one, rethink the way that we deliver OJT training and rethink the way that our supervisors uh, engage with uh, our airmen as they go through the upgrade training process. I can tell you from just personal experience, I've, I'm a reservist and I've been in the Air Force now for uh, less than a year. And one of the most daunting things was all of these different platforms I needed to keep up with. There was my purse, there was Arrows, there was the portal, then there's TBA and now that I had a separate training you know, platform I needed to access. So it's interesting now being part of that transition to, to where the Air Force is really trying to consolidate all of these platforms into one accessible you know, location. Um, yeah. That's definitely exciting. Mr. McKinney, can you give us some insight on, on what we can notice differently from my training that, that wasn't 
prevalent in, in TBA or some of the other platforms that were used to, to track our training records? Well, again, I think the, the, the first thing that our, uh, our career field managers will notice is, as, is, again, that capability to pull from across the various CFETPs. I think the first thing that our airmen will notice is, is a feature that I really love, is when they log in, first they're gonna log in through My Learning. So no need to, to log in to a different site. They'll just come in, they'll have a towel that will be there on, on the My Learning homepage. They click it and it'll take them into My Training. And if they have a record there, then th that's where they will see their record. But the first thing they're going to see when they log in to, to their page is they're gonna see these three radio dials right on their dashboard. And those dials, it give them a visual understanding of where they are in their training. As the career managers build out the master training plan and, and the different training blocks, the top three blocks will immediately be at the top of the page. Airmen will be able to see, hey, I'm 30% complete on my first block, 20% complete on my second block. All of that will be right there available to them. And then another key feature, and I know uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this later as well, is with TBA and some of our other legacy systems, when an airman tried to keep a journal entry of, of the work that they did, th those journal entries were, were think of as just kind of like free text. They were, not a, they were not associated with any specific task. And so if, if you went back a month from now and you said, hey, can you go back and tell me exactly what happened when you were going through training on this particular element, that airman would have to go back and try and do word searches and, uh, and, and those types of things to, to find, out, find the journal entry that they put in at that time. With the new, with the new system, their journal entries, everything would be tied directly to their task. So if they're working on a task, it's like their own diary right there for that task. They put their notes in, how well they completed it. Their instructor can communicate back and forth with them. And that is now captured right with that task. And, and when they go off and they go to the next task, that, that journal entry remains there linked to it so that six months from now, a year from now, whatever the case may be, if they want to refer back to, hey, you know what? I, had some, I think I had some questions about this particular task. Then go back and look at their notes and, and see what they were thinking, what their instructor told them, their supervisor told them. Uh, I think that's going to be a great feature for our airmen. And one of the, uh, again, both of those things would be big changes to, you know, to the platform that they'll see. And then I think the final one will be, uh, again, I mentioned 85% of our CDCs are captured and ready now in my learning. Well, now if, if that airman is on my learning and they complete a CDC, that completion data is automatically gonna get pushed to their training record. So no need for them to have to go in and record anything. If it's, if it's completed on my learning, it's gonna be captured and reported in my training. It sounds like this is a heavy focus on making sure we capture the, the quality of the completion um, not just the quantitative results that come out of those trainings, yes. um, which I think adds another layer of depth um, behind you know, each training and what, what they're seeking to complete. I wanna pass it over to Mr. Stewart, who's the My Training Program Manager. You're in the weeds, you're down on the tactical level, taking a look at how all of these features are gonna be implemented. And I know you've mentioned in the past that, that My Training and My Learning are using a lot of 
off-the-shelf technologies. Can you elaborate a little bit of what that means, what it looks like for collaboration and maybe some of the other features we might be used to, like teams and you know, integrative real-time uh, collaboration? Great, glad to be joining you today, uh, talking about my training. Uh, some of the collaboration and off-the-shelf technology, as, as Mr. McKinney just mentioned, was um, as you can see now when you come in and you're doing real-time collaboration on maybe a feedback event or whatnot. Within my learning and also associated with my training, you'll be able to uh, document that stuff, like for training what we're planning to do. So there's a course that they're developing. Uh, and when they give that course to the UTMs for the trainer-trainer sessions, uh, that course can, you can have big blue button is within my learning that they can use to collaborate as they're doing that training and uh, provide feedback that way uh, is one example of doing that. Down at the tactical level, uh, you know, we have Teams, we have uh, Zoom and all those other things that we use to collaborate. But within this environment, you can do it all in one spot. And, and that will be very uh, helpful when they're trying to accomplish this stuff in one place, as we kind of mentioned before on the podcast. And uh, that single-stop shop where we do on-the-job training uh, would be very beneficial to our airmen. Uh, Mr. Stewart, I'm sure there's a lot of concern from users that, you know, maybe not all of their records are going to be caught up by the time, you know, this transition happens. You know, all of their records and data that, that existed in TVA, you know, may not migrate fully into this new uh, my training platform. Uh, what can you tell us about what that migration is going to look like and what that rollout for the next, you know, 6, 12, 18 months might, might be for users, what they can expect? Well, initially what we're doing and what we plan to do on the ground here is uh, they'll have an archive record from TBA in my training as reference as they build out their master task list and master task groups, right? So they will have that there. They can see what training that they've already accomplished. There will be a capability within my training to transcribe those tasks. Uh, they'll have to manually put those into the system. Uh, so you have transcribed tasks, tasks that you're building for your master task list and task groups, and that will come in uh, into the system so that they can build those individual training records. Uh, and once that initial capability gets built out and rolled out, so that will be that will be used to further the uh, continuous improvements within the project uh, as they go in. For example, we're trying to set it up where uh, right now they will ingest their career fair education and training plans, right? We, we provided formats for those job qualification standards and all of those products to put in there. We're looking at the capability where when they have to update those, they can come within my training and do that, bring in the latest version of those documents, and it'll be available to uh, update your record. So we are looking at those capabilities to make the, uh, the rollout easier. Again, they'll have, to, they'll have to use their individual archive TBA reports to build the records. But, uh, and then as we continue to build that out, hopefully the capability is much, much better. If I can jump on that, because uh, you know, one of the things that, you know, because we get this question a lot around the, the legacy data and, and, and migrating that legacy data. And, and one of the things that we looked at, and, and I kind of alluded to this uh, early on is that not only do we have TBA users, but we also have those former after users. And, and as you're building out the system and trying to make sure that, that your structure 
allows for, for all those users. What we found that was probably the, the most effective way for us to move forward was break away from the past and look to the future. And so that's why we're bringing uh, that data in in an archived fashion, because we completely redesigned, if you will, the kind of the, the, the database that goes along with, with the data, because we are integrating every community across the Air Force and soon officers and as well as civilians uh, and, and pushing that between uh, a, a number of different applications that we have. So we found that it was just not, you know, that, that seamless integration or pulling over the old data from TBA really just didn't work for us as, as we set uh, the path for the future. Now, as, as Stu said, all of that data would be available directly associated with the users in an archive fashion. There's a document section that every airman will have, and they'll be able to, to have those. That's where those files will show up. And then in any other files that they want to save, they'll be able to save it right into a document folder that will uh, be associated with them. Going back to the big picture and, and just command level impact, how do you see that my training will, will help commanders and help career field managers take a look at how the total force is doing on their readiness. How are they doing, uh, you know, in terms of overarching lethality, if you will, what kind of impact do you think it'll have at that level? Again, I think this is another game changer. And, and, and this is the power of having an enterprise application. Today, we have close to 780,000 users in the my learning environment. And remember, all of those will have access to my training if they have a training record that is there. And we are pushing all of our data today up to the Air Force's new Envision platform that is the data as a service kind of capability that, that was built out for readiness. First and foremost, that Envision platform will have all of this data pushed to them so that at the aggregate level, our commanders are going to be able to see uh, kind of the status of forces around their upgrade levels. Now, when you bring that down to individual career field managers, now because everything is in one system, career field managers will be able to see through advanced reporting that we have. They'll be able to see the status of, of their career field in terms of, um, you know, their five, seven, nine up, uh, upgrade and, and how their, their, their the entire career field is progressing. Because again, it is looking across the entire force, not just snapshots. So again, we believe that uh, when, when you look at, look at it from that perspective, it is going to be you know, significant more uh, reporting and analysis capability than what we have. And that directly relates and, and correlates, if you will, to commander's business, right? Because commanders need to understand the status of their, of their force at any given moment. And, and the system will be tracking that real time and commanders will be able to see reports on that real time. And now let's advance that and let's talk about, as I mentioned earlier, multi-capable airmen or some of these other emerging concepts that we have where a commander wants to understand, hey, how many of my folks are, are trained in these particular elements that may not be uh, directly associated with their AFSC? Again, what the chief talks about when he, when he mentions these universal skill sets, now commanders will be able to, to see that kind of training because local trainer managers will be able to build those training plans out. Or they will be able to take a training plan that was built by a MAGCOM, and this is another great capability, a MAGCOM can build a, a training plan, put that in the system, 
and make that available to all users across the MatchCom to be able to pull that training plan and leverage that training plan. So again, we believe that, you know, that gets at the heart of, of, of what commanders need to see each and every day uh, with, uh, with the status of their force. Now that we've had this initial rollout of my training, Stu, maybe you could tell us a little bit about what we can expect now, you know, for that timeline of, of implementation before we get to, you know, that fully operational capable product. What can, what can we anticipate in the short term? How we're doing this is uh, in, in phases, uh, as kind of alluded to here before. So the first phase, which encompasses the 15th of April, that's when the uh, UTMs, base training managers, MASHCOM training managers get in there to start actually building the master task list and task groups. Also within that phase, you can expect the, uh, the role matrix to be fully implemented for the roles that are going to be in the system. The employee hydrating, as we kind of alluded to before, that's where the people that are already in my learning will be ingested into the my training system. So uh, those profile attributes that they already have within my learning will come over and do the initial deal for their my training record. There's a personnel selection widget within the first phase that we talk about here, and that's where you can go through as we talk about the universal availability of seeing folks. You can pull folks by their AFSC. You can pull them by their emails or even their EDIPI numbers for the people that you need to choose to do that. Uh, and you can also manage organizations. Now, this was a... Uh, this was uh, something that we had to do, you know, my learning and my training, the organization, we needed to get down to a level lower than what's in my learning. So uh, within this phase and managing orgs, they'll be able to use uh, a term that we call CRUD. And what that is, is be able to create, review, update, and delete orgs at the flight and work center levels. So uh, that, that is what we're planning uh, to include into this as well. As far as the CRUD with the task groups uh, as well. So as you're building those task groups, you'll be able to uh, do that CRUD principle with those uh, within that. And of course, uh, the main thing of all of it is to be able to have the publications in the system initially. And those publications are the uh, career field education training plans, the uh, job qualification standards, the quali uh, qualification training packages, and the uh, Air Force 1098, which are the specialty tasks and uh, recurring training uh, elements that you need to be able to build out the uh, initial master task list and task groups. Uh, so that's phase one. And then phase two for the two May delivery, uh, we'll just continue that. Uh, and then that's when we bring on the full CRUD capability for the individual training record. Uh, and that archive individual training record report out of TVA that we kind of mentioned before. And then the uh, journal entries, alerts, and suspenses, bringing that capability within phase two. Uh, now, after that, we have continuous improvement sprints. Uh, we're doing this in the Agile methodology. Uh, and, and within those sprints is where we continue to develop, develop out some of the backlog items. You know, we're listening to the airmen. Hey, the system, especially from our SMEs, hey, we need the system to do this. It doesn't kind of function the way we need it to now. Uh, and that's just the, the not high priority, but low priority stuff that they need to do because we're going to get this minimum viable capability out for them by 2 May. But there are other things that the system will need to do and we'll continuously improve on those to get to uh, the summer time frame where it'll be fully implemented for our capability. So those are the three phases, short term and kind of looking out for the rest of this year. That's the plan to get where we need to be. 
Hey, I like hey, that. LT I, LT, I wanted to jump on that one because uh, just a feature that that Stu slipped in there that actually I really wanted to highlight, and and that's the the ability to track uh, down to the work center level, and the reason why that is important. So we pull authoritative data on every airman when they put their CAT card in uh, to my learning. The system reads that information, goes back to Air Force ID services, and says. Hey, this is this is uh, Airman McKinney where he's assigned and and pulls all that great information about that airman. But as we all know, and in, in, in most of our systems, in fact, the majority of our systems, the lowest level of recording is down to the squadron. And and what we've been able to do, uh, working with uh, our vendor, uh, learning from TBA and some of the work that they did, uh, and really redesigning. Uh, and let me back up and working with our mill purse office that really help us to kind of break the code on, on how they have data in the system. We're now able to allow our airmen to, to go and, and put in work center identifiers that will allow us to now track at an enterprise layer all the way down to the work center. And, and we believe that that is going to be one uh, extremely important for our airmen, the individual users, but going back to, as you say, commanders, now for commanders to really be able to look into a squadron and not just look into the squadron to see how the squadron is doing, but being able to look into branches and work centers to see how well those work centers are doing as well. So again, we think that this is a, that's a great feature that, uh, that I remember we'll see. I like the, the acronym that you're, you're using to describe that, the CRUD. <laughs> You know, create, review, update, delete, training, regardless of AFSC or CF uh, ETP core task requirements. Uh, that's, a, that's a great way to capture the essence of, of what some of the features we can expect. Thank you, gentlemen, so much for, for taking the time to speak with us today. I think the successful rollout of my learning definitely provides an opportunity to enhance the way that we deliver and track on-the-job training uh, management for our total force airmen and guardians. And and we're really looking forward to seeing how this unfolds and rolls out over the next uh, couple months. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Lots to unpack on this episode. If you are an airman, this has to be music to your ears to know that at long last, this enterprise-wide solution will eliminate redundancy, make supervisors' lives easier, and provide commanders with a clear picture on command and on demand, basically, about the state of their unit's readiness. The My Training platform is just really another great example of how AETC is developing empowered airmen with the attributes required to compete, deter aggression, and win in the high-end fight. Special thanks to Mr. McKinney and Mr. Stewart for taking time out to join us, and great job by Lieutenant Gocho as well. As a reminder, you can follow AETC on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. The AETC command team is also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so we hope that you can follow us. For our entire AETC public affairs team, I'm Dan Hawkins. So long. We'll talk to you next time on The Air Force Starts Here.